Chinese Medicine, The Web That Has No River, page 146. The Six Pernicious Influences, Walt Lewin. The, the Six Pernicious Influences are the methodological factors that play a part in disease. They include six climatic phenomena, wind, cold, fire or heat, dampness, dryness, and summer heat, and are also called the six evils or Liu Shi. An internally generated pernicious influence tends to be an assessment of a protracted disharmony and a description of a chronic condition. An externally generated influence tends to be a statement of exposure and imply a sudden onset of illness, as infectious and contagious diseases become a less prominent aspect of healthcare for significant parts of the world. Internal pernicious influences has become the dominant discussion in East Asian medicine. An internal pernicious influence is a description of a long-term illness or constitutional pattern of disharmony. The internal pernicious influence, which has the name of an atmospheric condition that is considered to be out of control, is a metaphoric representation of bad weather that persists in the human terrain. The disharmonious climate has a sense that the Indian balance has been disrupted and distorted. The label means that the everyday life of a human being and the particular kind of weather manifest similar signs and symptoms, share a resonance of qi. When the body is weakened by an imbalance of yin and yang, a climatic phenomenon can be said to invade the body and become a pernicious influence. This is an, an important Chinese explanation for diseases with sudden onset, uh, for example, it, uh, a cold or flu, or dramatic changes in what is typical behavior for a person. It's also a statement that the microcosm is affected directly by the macrocosm. When there is such an incursion, the Chinese believe that the body undergoes a conflict between the pernicious influence and the normal qi. The first encounter of the invading influence is with the body's protective qi. If the protective qi is strong, the influence is expelled and the individual recovers. But if the qi is weak or the pernicious influence is very strong, the illness develops and goes deeper becoming more involved with the internal organs. Illnesses generated by any of the pernicious influences that have invaded the body usually common, uh, come on suddenly, with no warning. They are characterized by aversion toward the particular influence, for example, fear of cold, dislike of wind, fever, chills, body aches, and general malaise. These symptoms are understood to be the result of normal qi and protective qi attempting to expel the influence. When a pernicious influence invades a body from the outside, it is called an external pernicious influence. All the pernicious influences, however, are really deep models or images for human processes that mimic climatic conditions and share similar resonance. In the following description of each influence, both the internal and external aspects are discussed. 
dampness. She. Dampness is wet, heavy, and slow. It's in. Human activity should ceaselessly transform from one, one state to another. When it gets bogged down, Chinese medicine sees dampness. Dampness accumulates, has poor and unclear boundaries, and tends to be sticky. Dampness is heavy, turbid, and lingering. It has a kind of soft overstability. Dampness tends to move downward, and so the Neijin states that the lower body is the first area affected by dampness. When a person experiences dampness, the head may, be,、uh, may feel dull, as if in a sack, the Chinese say. The limbs may feel heavy and sore, and the person will express a dislike for damp environments. Excretions and secretions associated with dampness are copious and often turbid, cloudy or sticky, like sand in the eyes, cloudy urine, heavy diarrhea, heavy vaginal discharge, or fluid filled or oozing skin eruptions. Dampness can easily obstruct the movement of qi, producing a fullness of the chest or abdomen, and Uh, dribbling or incomplete urination or defecation. Dampness can penetrate the meridians, affecting the limbs and causing heaviness, stiffness, or soreness of the joints. Dampness resonates where the most easily affects the spleen. The spleen rules the raising of the pure and transforms the valuable components of food and drink into qi and blood. This transmutation depends on the vaporization process that requires a dry environment. A traditional Chinese saying sums this up as the spleen likes.、Uh, uh, the,、uh, the traditional Chinese saying sums this up as the spleen likes dryness. The spleen is therefore especially sensitive to dampness. Dampness can readily distress the spleen and interfere with, the, with its raising of pure foods and truths. This can be seen in signs such as loss of appetite, indigestion, nausea, diarrhea, and abdominal edema. At the same time, however, other spleen, disharmony, other spleen disharmonies, because they prevent the raising or transforming of fluids. Can allow extra moisture to linger in the body, leading to a condition of dampness elsewhere in the body. Dampness may affect the spleen's consciousness of potentials, or E, and creates a mor- morass of a different set of buggy problems. In that situation, a person might ruminate easily, constantly worry, be unable to make a decision, help others in a kind of clinging way. Easily succumb to the holding on component of jealousy, be over sympathetic, over sympathetic, be trustworthy and nurturing to others to point of self destructiveness. Notice that experiences that once were exciting become burdensome. Be unable to let go or prioritize excessive resp- responsibilities. Obsess over ideas. Be compulsive or experience mental unclearness or flabbiness. 
external and internal dampness are distinguishable primarily by their speed of onset. External dampness will be acute and accompanied by other external signs, but will easily turn into internal dampness. And internal dampness will make a person more susceptible to external dampness. Either type of dampness lingers and stagnates, and even external dampness can last a relatively long time. Clinical sketch. Two patients have painful vascular lesions on their bodies. The first patient has the eruptions on his face. The second patient has them on her lower trunk. A biomedical doctor diagnosed this, uh, both conditions as herpes zoster and prescribed analgesics for the pain. As there is no especially effective biomedical treatment for the virus causing the disease, the patients go to a Chinese doctor who will probably recognize overlapping, or they both have red, painful, and swollen eruptions, which is heat. But distinct patterns of disharmony. They are located in different places. The patients with face blisters will be seen to have more of a wind component, while the patients whose eruptions are on the lower trunk will be considered to have a dampness component because of its beginning of being in the lower part of the body. The treatment will differ accordingly. This illustration is based on the incident mentioned in the introduction to the first edition. If these Chinese treatments prove to be effective in random, randomized controlled clinical trials, it may be because some of the herbs, herbs used to treat this condition have demonstrated the ability to inhibit virus in vitro. Also, it seems that selecting an herbal treatment solely on the basis of biomedical knowledge would probably have been less effective than combining the herbs according to traditional methods. Mucus, or tan, is a form of internal dampness. It is a concentrated chronic dampness and is seen in conjunction with a great many disharmonies. The term mucus includes that uh, Western meaning of a secretion of the mucus membranes but visible, for instance, in the form of a frame. But it also has other characteristics and con con connotations that makes it an entirely different concept from that of Western physiology. Mucus gener generally arises with disharmonies of the spleen or kidneys that affect the movement of water in within the body. Such a condition allows dampness to linger, and the dampness may con condense, creating, uh, creating mucus. Mucus is, thick, uh, mucus is thick and heavy, heavier than dampness. It can more easily cause obstructions and can generate lumps, nodules, or tumors. When mucus disturbs the consciousness of potentials, or E, the signs will resemble a more exaggerated and focused dampness. Symptoms can include mental confusion, extreme obsessive ide ideation, repetitive and fixed ruminations, and even loss of contact with reality and delusions.
some of the symptomology overlaps with the joint splitting hurt pattern. Mucus affecting the hurt spirit alone will lead to an inappropriate or bizarre behavior, stupor, or coma-like states. When mucus collects in the lungs, there may be coughing with heavy expectoration or deeply entrenched grief. Mucus in the meridians may result in numbness, paralysis, or the development of nodules and soft mobile tumors. Mucus in the throat can cause a sensation of a lump in the throat. An examination of the tongue and pulse will tell a physician whether or not mucus is present in a disharmony. A thick, greasy coating on the tongue or a slippery pulse are two most important signs. Whenever, the, uh, whenever there is a mucus, it implies dampness.